Yo, 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 it's your boy, preacher boy. Y'all having a blessed day. I pray that the Lord is using you in every aspect of your lives. Today is Friday, y'all, and we are back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. As you can see, there's a whole lot going on in the background. Those of you who are watching live, those of you who are just listening via audio, um, you got some good quality audio, but of course, the visuals look a little crazy. You know, the ring light doesn't seem to be wanting to work, but it is what it is. Nevertheless, God is good. And I'm thankful for it being Friday. This week has been a phenomenal week. You know, a lot of bumps, obstacles that came along the way. But nevertheless, God has protected me. He has looked out for me. And he's also brought you here. So that means he's looked out for you as well. So with that being said, before we get into this this week's lesson, let's open up with a little word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you again, dear God. We thank you for another day, dear God, a day that wasn't promised, but you saw fit to bless us with, dear God. God, we want to thank you for life, health, and strength and activity of all of our limbs, dear God. God, we thank you for bringing us to another Friday, dear God. God, we thank you for all the doors that you open in our lives, dear God, that we deserve and that we undeserve, that we don't deserve, dear God. God, we thank you for all that you're doing for us, dear God, and ask that you continue to cover us and protect us. Speak to us on today, dear God, and give us a word that we can apply to our lives and continue to do better each and every day for you. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Like I said, y'all, we are back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. And it feels good, man. It feels good. I got some good news that I want to share with y'all at the end of this week's lesson. I won't be before you long. Y'all know what I'm saying. I'm very quick, straight to the point. You know what I'm saying? I believe in saying what God wants you to say and keeping it moving. I don't believe in uh, belabeling the matter and taking forever with it. So with that being said, before we share this title for this week, I want you to share this wherever you can. Tell your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your uncle, your friend, your co-worker, your haters. Tell everybody that Chats with Preacher Boy is live with a new episode and you need to tap in. There's no question, no, no nothing about it. You need to be tapping in. So this week, the topic is that we're going to be talking about stop falling to the illusion of sin. I'm going to say that one more time for you. Stop falling to the illusion of sin. And I know you may be wondering, like, what, what are you talking about the illusion, the illusion of sin. And we're going to we're going to hit on that pretty pretty quick and heavy on today. I'll be coming from a couple of verses, but the main verse that I'm going to be reading from you all today is Matthew 4 verses 1 through 11, the King James version. And if you have a Bible, open up your Bibles, you know what I'm saying? Tap in with your word, pull out your iPhones, your Androids, whatever the case may be, pull out that Bible app so you can be reading along with me. And the word of the Lord reads then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the son of God, 
Command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto them, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. May God be a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. Like I said, this week's topic is stop falling to the illusion of sin. So pretty much, as I'm reading the comments, pretty much what this, what this scripture was talking about is... Jesus, you know, he just got done fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, meaning he hasn't eaten, drinking, he hasn't eaten or drinking anything, right? Nothing at all. And he just came out of this fast, you know what I'm saying? He's been getting close to God, trying to kill his flesh so that he can, boom, go another round higher, right? That's pretty much what, we, what we're dealing with here. And in the midst of him getting into the wilderness, Satan is trying to tempt Jesus and try to get him off his A-game to get him to fall. Because remember, the only person that we know that was without sin was Jesus Christ. And so what he was trying to do was get him off his game and throw him off to fall and commit a sin. So what you see Jesus doing here pretty much is every time the, the devil would come with a scripture, because what the devil was using was the word. One thing about the devil is he knows the Bible in and out just like we do as believers. A lot of times we forget that the devil knows the word. And a lot of times we forget that the devil was once an angel in heaven. Crazy. As I'm reading your comment, when I say drinking, I mean, he didn't have no water, um, no juice, no food, nothing to fill his body for the 40 days and 40 nights. That was his, he was, in do, he was doing it in a complete fast. So stop falling to the illusion of sin. So the illu an illusion is the action of deceiving the state or fact of being intellectually deceived or misled. It's a misleading image presented to the vision, something that deceives or misleads intellectually. And then the last point I got is a perception of something objectively exist existing in a way such as to cause misinterpretation of the actual nature. So what we see here in the scripture in Matthew is that the devil is trying to convince Jesus that everything that he's presenting to him is so much better than what whatever he was going through. He was trying to get him to see like, hey, if you do this, you know what I'm saying? It's really not going to be that bad. Like, hey, eat some bread, man. You hungry. You just got done fasting. You want some food in your system. I know you do. So turn these rocks since, you know, I know you can do it, turn these rocks into bread so you can get a quick bite to eat and fuel your system because you've been out there for 40 days, 40 nights without no food and water. So come on, man, do it. 
get, get a little something. That's what he was telling Jesus. And Jesus came back with a word and said, no, man shouldn't live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, right? Out of the mouth of God. And <laughs> I might have ate the bread. Hey, that's real, man. Keep it, hey, keep it a buck as long as you're honest. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people... A lot of people aren't honest with themselves, and it's crazy that they're not willing to be honest with themselves. Those of you who are just listening via audio, I'm telling you, tap into the Facebook uh, live stream. That way you'll be able to comment and interact. I'm telling you, be able to share your thoughts or whatever is going through your mind. But as I was saying, Satan was trying to get Jesus off his A-game. See, but one thing Jesus did was apply something that was said in the New Testament in James 4 and 7. It says, therefore, submit yourselves, therefore, to God... Period. So he said, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, period. And then it goes on to say, resist the devil, that way he will flee. And I'm going to read the exact verse for you. It's James 4 and 7, and it reads this. Let me pull it up for you. I got the, I got the, big, the big Bible on today. The big, big Bible on today. Yeah, it, on Mafia, LOL, 40 days. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, Jesus, Jesus was... Jesus was real about this thing, man. James 4 and 7 says this. As I said, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, period. That's the first sentence. And then it goes on and says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So in order to submit yourself to God, right, you have to be in tune with him. You can't just have a relationship with him because the devil has a relationship with God. Let's be real. He was an angel. He got a relationship But you have to be in fellowship with God, meaning you have to be constantly seeking his face and not just his hand that blesses you. You got to be willing to study a word, get a deeper understanding of what he's trying to show you and see what he's trying to get you to see about your own life so that you could be better than what you were yesterday. See, another thing I want you to see is in Genesis 3 verses 4 through 6. Peep this. In Genesis, this is when we found out about the fall of man. And it says... And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God know that doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall, ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So if we backtrack, right, and we go to the beginning of God's creation, and we and we were looking at the first six days, the first six days where uh, God is creating everything, right? We see that in those first six days, God creates heaven on heaven on earth. He divides the the light from the darkness. He the, the animals, he creates man, and then by the sixth day, after everything is created, right, he says everything is good. He acknowledges that everything is good, right? And in the midst of creating man, he gives man an instruction, a command. He tells him, you can have anything that I created pretty much. You can, whatever you want that's here, but don't touch that thing. That right there, don't, don't eat of that tree. I don't want you to eat of that. Mm-mm. No, you can have anything you want. So God told Adam, you can have anything you want except for that. 
And I look at that and I think about today. How God will say, you got all these options in front of you except this one. And it could be like a million options. You know what we always find ourselves doing? Going to the one thing that we're told not to touch. Because I don't know what it is about following instructions, but it seems it's so difficult for us today. And we're about to see why because of this. Prior to the fall, prior to the fall, right? You said, why would he say that? Why would he say what? If you don't mind, go ahead and uh, which part are you referring to? But he's, he, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. But when he said that, right, he, he, he gave him so many different options, but he chose to fall into the one thing he told him not to touch. He said, we need to ask little kids. They touch stuff all the time. Spot on. Hands down. For sure. The crazy thing about this is Adam is how we are today. We got all these endless options, but yet we want something we're told not to touch. Now, see, this is the crazy part. God didn't give the command to Eve. Who did he give the command to? Adam, the man, the head, right? He gave Adam the command to not eat of the fruit. I mean, not eat of the tree, right? But see, then the devil comes in like he does in our lives today. He created this false narrative and illusion, as I said, trying to persuade Eve to eat of this forbidden tree. And he was like, come on, man. God said, you, you, you going to die? You surely not going to die. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, you're not really going to die. See, what you're really going to be is you're going to be like a God. Don't you want to be like God? You're going to be on the same page as him. Do you not want the knowledge of good and evil? You, you don't, you don't want to know what, what's out there, what else is to get? And so he was convincing Eve, right? And Eve was persuaded and she ate. She was like, man, that sounds good. I'm going to be like a God. And that's how he gets us today. He presents things in a way where it's misleading. And it's this facade where it's like, hmm, it actually looks pretty appetizing. And... Since it looks appetizing, let me take part of it. Now, this is the kicker. It took all this work, right, for Adam, I mean, for Eve to be persuaded. As soon as Eve ate of it, what did she do? She gave it to her husband so he could eat. And what did Adam do? He didn't think twice. He didn't think nothing about the command that God gave him about not eating of this tree. He just took, took it and ate. They fell to the illusion of sin and, and it's crazy because prior to this right prior to the fall all we knew was good that's all we knew all we knew was good but see the enemy came in he slithered on in he creeped in and told him he was like hey, in reality you don't you don't want you don't want the other side you don't want to know about what else you can possibly get come on like, like i said you're gonna be on the same page as god you're gonna be like a god 
He said, yeah, I want the knowledge of good and evil because God didn't tell me about it. And now I'm curious. Exactly. But the thing was, she was per persuaded. She was persuaded. And there was an illusion that was created to draw her in to want to be curious about the evil. See, the thing about it, it wasn't really more so the good that they were convinced about. It was the evil. And they, they didn't think anything past what the devil was creating in front of them as the illusion to get them to eat what God told them not to eat. And see, if Eve would have been the only one to eat it, right? And Adam was like, hold on, shawty. You is tripping. You are tripping, tripping, tripping. God just said not to eat of this. You hey, God, I'm going to let you know this woman right here, she didn't ate of the tree that you told us not to eat. I'm here, I'm here to let you know I'm not going to do it. Um, yeah. Mm -mm. Nah, I can't do it. So God set them up for failure. No, God didn't set them up for failure. That's, that's the awesome thing about my God. He's, an, he, he's so amazing. He's all-powerful, all-knowing. So he knows the beginning from the end, right? He knows. He gives us free will. He gave them a choice. One thing about choices, right? Is, is that whether it's a good choice, a bad choice, or whatever the case may be, there are consequences to it. I can get straight A's in school, right? There's consequences to me getting straight A's. Scholarships for college. Um, different opportunities that are presented to me because how I'm handling business in school, right? Now, if I'm doing terrible in school and my grades are looking bad, right? There's consequences to that. Now I'm not getting those scholarship opportunities. I'm, have to, I'm having to do additional things on top of whatever because I wasn't handling my business. So we have the choice to do whatever. We have free will. But the thing is, there's consequences to every choice that we make in life, good, bad, or indifferent. And see, with this right here, instead of Adam saying, hey, God, get this woman that you took from me out of my rib, Get her, he caved in with no ease. And think about man today. Look at us today. How easily we're, we're persuaded when it comes to food. Think about it. They say the quickest way to a man's heart is what? Through that stomach. Because if you could cook a home-cooked meal and it's tasting bomb, we done caved in. We done. Now we're willing to do whatever. Now you... Now you didn't fed us. What what else come what what comes with what else can I get? You know what I'm saying? So what what happened was they were they fell to the illusion of sin that the devil created. And that's how we are today. The devil is putting these different narratives in front of us, showing us, hey, this really ain't as bad as you think it is. Hey, if you say this little white lie, it really is not as bad. But one little white lie turns into another, turns into another, and turns into more things happening in your life. You give the devil an inch, and now this man has taken a mile in your life, and now you're doing things that you never thought you'd find yourself doing. See, that's why it's so important that we do what Jesus did when he was, when he was tempted after his 40 days of fasting. It's important that we, number one in James 4 and 7, it says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, period. That's the first thing. And then after that, it says, resist the devil 
That way he will flee. But the only way we can resist the devil is if we submit ourselves to God. And when we submit ourselves to God, we find ourselves killing our flesh. Because now we're doing everything in our will that we can to do what God has called us to do. Where we're not falling to the very illusion of sin. See, the devil cakes up sin to make it look like it's good and it's beneficial in your life. But in reality, it's not. Sin is the one thing that's going to lead you to hell. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. It's going to lead you to hell. That's what it is. For the wages of sin is death. And I'm not just talking a natural death. I'm talking about that spiritual death, that second death. Because everybody's going to die one day. But after you die, where your soul going to go? And that's between you and God. So I admonish you, I admonish you, I admonish you. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Seek him. Ask the questions. Hey, God, how do I do this? How do I handle this? How can I move past this? What, is this wrong for me to do? God, what, is, what do you say about this? Seek God. See, a lot of times we think we're better than the next person. The Bible says you're trying to take the, the plank out of your brother's eye, but yet you got a log in your own. See, if you're taking care of business at home, you won't have to worry about what's going on to your left and to your right. The thing is, we need to be so caught up in killing our flesh and worrying about our lives so that we can find ourselves getting to heaven. But see, now what we find ourselves doing today is, hey man, what, you over there doing that again? Oh, you do? Oh, you getting drunk? Oh, you sleeping with all these women? Oh, you trying to get on them, but you lying to your wife about stupid stuff. Or you lying in church, living one lifestyle, but outside you playing the faith. But yet you want to get on the, the, the one that's not in church like you are just because you attend. You're a proud attendee of church, but you're not a proud servant of God. See, we got to get out of that habit. See, the devil has convoluted our minds to believe that sin is good and is beneficial and is going to bring joy and contentment when in reality it doesn't. Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve Lord. But you need to check yourself, y'all. Check yourself. Can you go more into detail on why God who is all-knowing, let the devil tempt Eve. Why didn't he stop him? What I've learned and what I've studied and what I believe God has shown me, God, we know him to be all-knowing, all-powerful, omnipotent, has all control, right? The reason why he didn't stop the devil right then and there and just start from scratch, right? Because he wanted people to choose him willingly and not be forced to choose him, if that makes sense. See, what God was trying to do was establish something that people be willing to come to him because of who he is and not because how strong he is and what he knows. See, there, there's a difference of loving God freely without any hindrances versus, I got a gun to your head, hey, you better say you love Jesus. Because there's the difference is 
one person loves Jesus for the, the, the sake of them losing their lives and the other loves them just because they love God for who he is. And see, God, because he's all-powerful, could have just wiped everything, wiped, wiped everything out, right? He could have started everything from, from scratch. But he wanted to see his creation. He gave his creation another chance to say, hey, are you going to choose me or are you going to choose something else? He easily, he easily could have strong-armed us and said, nah, bump all this. I'm going to create a new Adam right now instead of sending Jesus to die for y'all's sins. And see, love, like you said, love is an action. That's why. He, he wants to see if we really love him, if we're going to choose him no matter what. What shall separate us from the love of God? That's what he's wanting to know. So with that being said, stop falling to the illusion of sin. It is not as good as the devil makes it pan out to be. I promise you. There's always un unnecessary heartache, problems, issues, the whole nine that come with it. So don't fall to it. James 4 and 7 says, submit yourselves therefore to God, period. And then it goes on to say, resist the devil, that way he will flee. So as you go throughout this weekend, take a time to reflect and think about the ways that you can submit yourself to God, ways that you can grow in your fellowship with him on top of the relationship that's already there. But everybody sins. Yeah. But everybody doesn't willfully sin. So you got to you got to choose him. The Bible is outdated. We're gonna talk more. We're gonna talk more about that. We got some we got some things coming on this very topic in regards to the Bible and it being outdated per, per your comment. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's some there's some fire coming. But like I said, you gotta stop falling to the illusion of sin. I have yet to find one person that says they truly flourish in choosing nothing but sin. Yes, he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. But stop falling to the illusion of sin. So with that being said, y'all, like I said, reflect over the weekend. And I really want you to ponder in ways where you can be better than what you were on yesterday. Because the goal is to always do self-reflection and see how you can improve in your own walk, in your own way. Because how can you correct, correct somebody else to your left and to your right, when you haven't corrected your own flaws in your own life, it doesn't make any sense. You want to point the fingers at somebody else, but you got point, fingers pointing right back at you because you're not handling business with yourself. You got to correct yourself before anything. So handle your business. So with that being said, the good news that I want to put, you, put out to you all that we got coming here on the podcast starting next week. Friday, December 10th, we will have we will have a new collab series happening. It's called Take Two with Tony and Preacher Boy. For those of you who don't know, Tony has a podcast called Wind Down with Tony, and we'll be doing a collab series together touching some controversial topics. I mean, me and Tony are completely opposite people. And we have two different beliefs. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be hitting on some heavy hitting topics in regards to gender roles, um, relationships, 
LGBTQ plus community versus the extremists in the Christian community. We we finna be going all in starting next week, man. And I am excited. See, I'm not. I see some people asking, "What's the first time?" I can't tell you. I can't tell you. You just gotta stay tuned. So starting next Friday, December 10th, don't miss it. December 10th, we will be going live at 6 p.m. for the sake of this new collab series. Take two with Tony and Preacher Boy. I want y'all to remember that. Take two because it'll be two of us. You know what I'm saying? And then take two. We'll we'll explain all that when it when it, when it comes down. But I want you to spread the word. Flyers are going to come out this week. Advertising is going to come out. I'm very excited. Tony and I are going to have some great dialogue, and we're going to we're going to be live for the entire series. So I want y'all to stay tuned. Mark your calendars. December 10th, 6 p.m. Central Time. Take two with Tony and Preacher Boy. It's going to be some fire. I promise you. I believe God is going to share some stuff. I believe people are going to get some understanding because our overall goal is that we gain more wisdom and knowledge on both sides because a lot of us are ignorant when it comes to certain things and that's okay because all ignorance is is the lack of knowledge and now we're here to gain knowledge and gain revelation so y'all mark y'all mark y'all calendars stay tuned and we will be back next week y'all with that being said i love you all but more importantly like i always say god loves you more y'all be blessed yo 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 it's you Preacher